This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. And if you've been tuning in lately, you know, Small Biz Florida is on the road again. I love being on the road, especially at this conference. We are at the JMI, Small Business Leadership Conference. It's all taking place over here at the Lowe's Sapphire Falls Resort in Orlando, Florida. I always love this conference because it's all about small business. Uh, The room is full, uh, packed house here uh, for the JMI conference. Uh, Some incredibly uh, innovative and powerful uh, speakers. Uh, Had a, uh, so far, a great morning here on the first full day of the conference. And we have got one of those powerful and valuable uh, speakers with us now. Uh, It is Crystal Davis, who is the founder and CEO of the Lean Coach. Crystal, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Crystal, I'm telling you right now, all we ever talk about <laughs> sales, marketing. I can't wait to talk to you because now we're going we're to talk operations, are we not? We are going to talk operations. Okay. No, we're not going to talk about digital media? Nope. No. Okay. All right. Here mm-hmm. we go. We're talking um, operations. That's good. I love it. Talk about supply chain. All of the Inventory control. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's start as we always do, though, Crystal. Give us a little bit of your background pathway to creating, launching uh, the Lean Coach. Absolutely. So I worked in corporate America for manufacturing companies, uh, large companies that well-known brands that if I were to list, you would know, uh, and learned the process of Lean and Six Sigma through my career. And uh, I had the good fortune of working in a factory that was on the verge of being closed because our quality and delivery were extremely poor. And our plant manager said, you know what, we've got to give this one good try. And so we bootstrapped and learned lean and we were able to turn things around in about 18 months. And uh, I have been a sponge for operational excellence ever since. Nice. Oh, my gosh. We may be here for a while, Crystal. All right. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, You know, I think I told you before we went on the air, I was responsible for a training group um, at our state college for a number of years. And we did get the occasional request to uh, bring a Six Sigma trainer in. I wish we'd have known you back in those days. Um, But uh, Six Sigma is, is... it really is one of those high-level, um, you know, concepts, um, curriculums that we don't often talk about because right. I think people are a little afraid of it because right. they are afraid of the commitment, yes. uh, afraid of the complexities. Yes. But that's what this is really all about. It, it really is about being as efficient as we can be as a small business, yes. learning as much as we can be, leveraging. Now, certainly Six Sigma probably, and you're going to tell us this, is not for everybody, but it, lean processes, you know, there are simpler less complex versions of Six Sigma. Is that a fair is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Absolutely is a fair statement. So, you know, um, I like to say that there are um, 
problems that desire solutions and to try to demystify some of the complexities around Lean and Six Sigma so that people, business owners, and uh, their teams can just focus on the pain points where they have problems and how to get to an effective solution. And, and when you use the term operational, which I, I, I love the term, um, it really is about creating those efficiencies within the operation of even a small business. How do we get that product or service from the office, from the headquarters to the customer, and how do we do that as efficiently and profitably yes. as possible, right? Absolutely, spot on. You know, that's one of the topics that I spoke on here at the conference is that most business owners don't think about what they do as operational processes. Right. They just know that the task need to get done or the right. project needs to get done. And so what I talk about is uh, every company has goals, they want consistent results, they want to be profitable, and they want to be cost effective. And so I take that language and those pain points around those elements and talk to them about the engine of their business, which is operational processes. Right. How do you, how does it all begin? Well, I guess let's start with the question, the, the, what is the business model of the Lean Coach? You're a, you are a consultant, you're an instructor, you're a coach, you will go into the business and do a review of operations. How, talk us yes. through that engagement process. Yeah, so great question. Um, I started out my business more as an independent consultant where I was um, the one doing all of those things, going out, doing the assessment, uh, using my own intellectual um, fortitude, if you will, to determine the best pathway. And over time, I've started to recognize that a lot of the challenges were the same. And so one of the things that I did was to create more frameworks that I can leverage depending on the challenge or the problem that organizations are having. One, so that I could develop a consistent method, uh, method I'm sorry, that would deliver a consistent outcome. And then two, as I look to grow my business, I can bring in other consultants or coaches that will, uh, one, follow our framework, two, have the same level of brand consistency and brand promise, and three, uh, so that we would have the consistency and alignment within our, within our client uh, work. So, uh, but the main thing is I will go in, uh, talk with the CEO, talk with the organization about what their critical pain points are. Most of the work we do, it's not just about gaining efficiency, but it's also about growth. A lot of companies, particularly post-pandemic, their demand went through the roof and they were not able, whether they laid off people or they were not able to respond as quickly. Scaling really is, you know, you know small business owners, they, they live for the growth of the business. They, 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 that's what it's all about. God, we're going to grow. We're going to add yes. more vans, more trucks, more lines, more people. But those are complex issues that really require, um, you know, steps that are based on um, study, research, intellect. I mean, you, you, you can grow yourself out of business quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you don't have those processes in place. <laughs> absolutely. So is that part of what you also help with really 
creating that that scalable scalability plan, growth plan for businesses? Yes, absolutely. We work with them to understand what their growth targets are, what um, assets they currently have, and then within those assets, whether it's people resources, equipment, you know, whether it's manufacturing equipment or supply chain, trucking, warehousing, et cetera, to determine if those assets are being utilized effectively. And what we really work to do in one of our, our core competencies and actually competitive advantage is we work to try to make sure that they can grow within the confines of existing assets. Right. So they don't have to have any more capital expenditures and they can increase their units, uh, you know, their unit output, if you will, right. and increase their profit margin because they're not having to invest more. Is some of this also based on some textbook strategies like creating uh, uh, standard operating procedure, yes. SOPs, yes. creating flow charts. Yes. That's yes. part of the process. That is absolutely the first step after assessing what the problems are is to understand where there are standards. A lot of companies will tell you they don't have standards. And I say, you do have a standard. It may not be documented. And right. so we will spend time working with them to document the current practice and the current uh, flow charts for how both information, material, and material, uh, if they're a, a product-based business, move throughout their business so that they can understand what their processes are as they stand, uh, when we, you know, what the baseline is, if right. you will. So... If I go get in front of a group of 25 small to medium-sized manufacturers, service providers, and I talked about this issue, I would say 99% of them are going to look back at me and go, "Yeah, you know, we we got this. You know, we 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 understand. You know, we've you know we've been doing it for 30 years. We get it." Do, do you find that everyone really thinks? They've got this, but there's always room for improvement, always room to improve efficiencies and profitability. There is a lot of that. Um, I'll say where I meet the owner or CEO or, or even a, a COO is I meet them at the gap. So the gap would be they want a certain outcome. They're not achieving it. So rather than me trying to convince them that they've got it from a process perspective, I go I target what their business objectives are. And if they're if they're meeting that, then I think they would probably have a pretty good effective process in place. Or at some point the process right. will, you know, will outgrow where they're trying to go. But most of them are not able to achieve the gap or close the gap. Close the gap, right. right. To close the gap rather. And so that's where I meet them. And so uh, I try not to get into those debates about <laughs> processes and so forth. And You're so smart. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably not going to win that debate no. anyway. No. Um, but that's, I, I, I love that approach. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. You, you, you don't go in and say, you know, everything's on the table. We can improve everything. You really go in and say, what are the pain points? Where are the gaps? Yes. And they'll say to you, well, we're our quality on right. a particular, you know, uh, line or a particular product. And that's kind of where you, where you start. That's where I start. Nice. I, I always Makes tell sense. people, you know, if my elbow is hurting and I go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, your toe looks a little funny, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be happy. My right. elbow is hurting. Right. <laughs> So um, go to the source. No, it absolutely makes sense. I, I like that. Let's talk supply chain. That's obviously a big part of um, 
you know, operational efficiencies. And of course, uh, right behind, right behind, I can't find good people. I, I, we're here in supply chain. Yes. Where are we? We've been having this conversation now for two years. Are things any better in supply chain today? So things are getting better in certain areas and for certain types of companies. So you have your large Fortune 500 companies that may have the capital and the wherewithal to do certain things like to procure uh, private uh, ships and they manage their own supply chain that way. And so they're not having to wait on uh, some commercial outfit. Not many companies are able to do that. Right. Um, the other thing that you'll find uh, two years out from, from the pandemic is that a lot of people have revisited their demand and realigned um, either their product portfolios to match the type of inventory that they can get. Right. So, you know, if you have a, a product that maybe have been a, something that you get, didn't give a lot of focus on, you start to market more of that. Um, and then I'll say some other companies are still struggling, not with getting the product, but the lead time to get the right. product. And that has, to, has continued to remain a, a significant issue or challenge. And, and again, what I like about um, the lean coach is you really are kind of a niche a boutique player. Yes. I mean, and, and this is really, honestly, this is niche, niche territory. Yes. Um, you know, again, a lot of small businesses don't have a lot of operational issues. You get into operational issues as you really get into those small to medium size yes. manufacturers, larger probably service providers, multiple vans on the road. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Absolutely, yeah. yes. I would say that um, where we are starting to see more um, smaller businesses having challenges is um, rebuilding their uh, people resources to meet the demand that's now resurfaced. So they're now hitting pre-pandemic demand signals. And when I talk about, you know, small to mid-size, you know, the, I think the federal government considers small business up into the hundreds of thousands. Right. I mean, hundreds of millions. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm talking about companies in the range of, let's say, 10 to 50 million. Right. Um, uh, consider, still considered small, right? Right. But they're having challenges, uh, one, because they don't have the type of volume that gives them the uh, same type of attention, say, that a Fortune 500 right. company would. So when they need their parts, they're after, like, all of these other larger companies. And so it's really incumbent upon them that their strategies around supply chain are extremely well thought out and extremely well planned and that they're driving. Um, I was unfortunately unable to attend your presentation here at uh, the Small Business Leadership Conference. I would uh, I would love to to have attended and, and uh, listened to the presentation. What kind of talk to us about what that initial meeting that you have with a, a company looking for your services? What what is that again? What does that initial conversation kind of sound like? Do you do you have the a twenty question questionnaire that you say let's start here let's figure this out right yeah well yes and no so I do have a standard approach if I need to pull it out most of um, my business has been through referral so I come in with a certain trust level just from that uh, that perspective and so 
uh, I'm able, because of that, to go right into the dirty laundry basket, right. if you will, and ask some very pointed questions. Nice. Um, and then, uh, but if I don't have that, the, my first real conversation with a, with a business owner or CEO is really just about what's happening and what's top of mind and keeping them up at night. I, I don't try to really, you know, uh, expose them to things that they might not be ready to right. share. And if you had, if you had to give, if you had to give the, if, if you were going to give a presentation to a group of, of small to medium sized manufacturers, what would be those, what would be kind of be the top five things you might say? You know, here's what I want you to look for when you go back to your place of business. Here's the things that you need to be monitoring. Here, here's here's a couple of examples of KPIs that you need to be using. What what would those be? Those kind of high level, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, high level advice for for those folks. Yeah, absolutely, great question. So um, I start out basically with there's a concept called Toyota Kata. And there are five uh, roughly questions, and I won't get them all right here on, on the show, but I, I start with those questions. And it starts with, are you meeting the target condition? In other words, are you meeting your goals and what you're targeting every day? Then the second question, if that answer is no, might be, well, what about the current condition do you believe prevents you from achieving the target? And then I'll go down a pathway, once they respond to that, I'll go down a pathway to really understand, is it people resources? Right. Is it talent or skills gap? Is it um, that you have a lot of data, but you're not analyzing the data in a way that makes you have business intelligence on a daily basis? And then I'll, I'll, uh, the second thing I'll ask them about is, what happens on a daily basis? And how do you know that your plan for today is going to be successful. Because a lot of business owners, and even leadership teams, right? So not even just business owners, they are so overwhelmed. Many of them have not had a break since the pandemic. They're, right. they're so overwhelmed that they can't even focus on the smallest things. So my approach with them is to start narrow and then go deep before we go wide. Because right. a lot of what you find when you go narrow and deep is actually happening throughout the business. And if you can fix it in a very focused manner, you will receive the gains across the system. Okay, nice. Where is the Lean Coach headquartered? Where are you? Uh, where are you? Uh, yeah. Where are you housed? We are housed in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And uh, we service our customers are basically across the United States. Um, we're not doing any international work at the moment but uh, open to that, but across the United States. Majority, I would say, of our manufacturers that we work with are in the Midwest or the East Coast, um, and that's where we find a lot of, uh, a lot of our client work. Okay. How does one uh, get in touch with uh, you and The Lean Coach? Absolutely. So you can go to The Lean Coach, Inc., I-N-C, so TheLeanCoachINC.com. And you can also uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn at Crystal, with a C, Crystal Y. Davis. Okay. 
Uh, Crystal um, really enjoyed this conversation. Thank as you. I, I too. yeah, as I as I said early on, we we're we're constantly sort of talking about marketing, right. uh, social media, and and all those things that are that are important. Absolutely. But I think so often we kind of overlook that operational. Yeah. Uh, element of the business, and it is—it's uh, critical. It's—it's it's really where the the money's made and lost. That's right. Um, That's right. I tell people all the time, it's not sexy, but it it definitely is important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. Yes. Uh, so so uh, we just had the non-sexy conversation about there business. I like it. Uh, it is Crystal Davis, the founder and CEO of the Lean Coach a very innovative uh, provider of high-level operational uh, consulting and mentoring and coaching uh, for small business owners and operators, uh, uh, probably uh, in that manufacturing area, uh, probably is where you spend most of your time. Uh, but large service providers to, Absolutely. Uh, could Absolutely. certainly in, in use your assistance. Um, Crystal, thank you. Thank you for uh, supporting the JMI conference. Thank you for being a presenter. Uh, and thank you for time here on Small Biz Florida. Thank you so much for having me. It's been yes, a pleasure. Uh, this is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred. Uh, it's all about small business here at the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. Stay tuned. More to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida. Created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College. Named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.